And this is Sir Munition Sunday, number 45, Meditations Intended to Equip the Church Militant for Spiritual Warfare. And I am the warrior priest, Don Riley. In the name of Jesus, amen. On this, the Sunday of the Pentecost of the Holy Spirit, we ask the question, is the Holy Spirit a what or a who? Is the Holy Spirit a what or a who? Well, we have good news. He is a who. Usually, though, it's kind of hard to keep this straight because whenever we use the word spirit, we think of a what, a thing. So we say, I've got school spirit or something like that. Well, that's a thing. It's not necessarily an object, but it is still a thing. And usually when you say you've got spirit or you are spiritual, it means something you can feel, like an emotion. But here at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit really is a person. And we know that because of the way that the Holy Spirit has been given to us, which happens first in baptism. I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The name is the name of a person, not a thing. So the Holy Spirit is a who. And that also means that when you have a who, you can talk to that who. You cannot talk to a rock or a feeling, but you can talk to a person. And you can talk to the Holy Spirit. So you can say, Dear Holy Spirit, and you can actually pray that way. You can ask for things from the Holy Spirit and expect that the Holy Spirit will do what only other people do, which is to hear you and speak. So isn't it nice that you have got a who? The Holy Spirit is not a what. He is a who, way down in whoville. The Holy Spirit is a person, personal, and person means communicating in one way or another. Normally, we understand that communication to be through words, and the communication is speaking and hearing, and that becomes the basis for what we understand human beings to be operating with, even for people who very unfortunately lose the capacity to hear or lose the capacity to speak, or both. We still understand that we are working with them to communicate in one fashion or another in such a way that you can share back and forth with them. And it is good to know the Holy Spirit is like that. This is also why we need the communion of the saints. Communion means community. Community means not on your own. Further, it does not mean Zoom. It does not mean a live stream. It does not mean a podcast, even though, of course, we love all these things. They are nice things on the side. But you cannot commune, communicate, until you are actually doing the speaking and the hearing, person to person, in person, personally face to face, in the flesh. There are all kinds of things that come out of this that are not easy for us to identify, but it is one of the reasons why, for example, children learn better face-to-face than they do through any other kind of media. Everybody knows this. They sense this. They get that kind of quickly, but they do not always know how to exactly put that. It is actually why you come to church. You do not come to church to watch church. You do not come to just listen to church. You actually come and are communicating, and communicating is physical. It is also, then, big S spiritual. The Holy Spirit is actually communicating with you and you with Him. It is going in and out the ears and mouths, and every way you can get to make speech come out and hear is what you are doing in worship, which is also why you want to turn up the volume on speaking, which is what we call singing. Singing is going to now take speaking, and turn it up a couple of notches, which makes it loud and makes it sort of exciting to hear. 
Without communion, communicating, you aren't in a church. You are not part of the big C church, Christ's church. And you cannot commune with the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ is delivered to you by the Holy Spirit through an actual preacher preaching actual words to actual sinners. Communion, communication. Jesus is always the content of the Holy Spirit's words. That's the heart of the Holy Spirit's communion. So that when we are called and gathered together by the Holy Spirit, we are in communion and therefore we are a community. That's what a church is. So when we get together on Sunday, we say things to each other. Like, how do you like the weather today? But that's not part of the liturgy. And so you don't have a hymn that sings, how is the weather today? We just don't. The key things being said in the Holy Spirit's communion, communication, are about Christ. The Holy Spirit is the one who communicates these things to you so that you can actually hear them. And for that reason, we give Jesus the words, the lip, and we give the Holy Spirit the ear, the hearing. He is the one who hears and gives you some lip, gives you Jesus in words, water, bread, and wine. And how do you hear? How will you hear? How will you communicate, commune with Jesus? The Holy Spirit gives you ears to hear and lips that speak good words, God-pleasing words, words that confess what Jesus says about himself, that he is your Christ, your Messiah, the Savior. This is what matters most because he is telling you how to be safe, confident, and certain that you are actually in communion with God. The Holy Spirit calls and gathers you into communion, communication, to speak to you in order to give you a home, a place, a belonging, a comfort, and assurance. Where otherwise, when you go out of this assurance, you start worrying in the world about what is going to happen to you, who is going to take care of you, and on and on and on. So when you make your confession in church, or wherever, that you believe in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are not telling people about what wrong things you have done. That's usually the way the word confess is understood and used, but that is not your confession It actually means that you are telling the world what is most important to you, and without it, you would not be you, and you would not live, and you are now saying that in church and outside the church because it is important. It is the most important thing you can confess, so you want to speak it, and you want people to listen. And you do this because you hope they will hear you and join with you in saying this confession so that the Holy Spirit may add to his communion, community, communication of Jesus as Christ, as Messiah, as Savior. When you do this, you are actually saying a sermon. In fact, it is a combination of a sermon and a prayer. And remember, a prayer is you asking God for something, and a sermon is God telling you what he is going to do for you. A prayer is you asking God for something. A sermon is God telling you what he is going to do for you. And when both of these are going on, you are both speaking to God and listening to what he is saying. So that when you say, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting, you are speaking the things that are most important to you. And now you've also given the person who is listening to you a sermon. That is the Pentecost of the Holy Spirit. He does not want you to be isolated and alone. He does not want you to be a monk. He wants you to be together. So he gives you ears to hear and lips to speak what matters most, especially when you come to church. He says something specific, something that is not being said anywhere else in the world. 
a word that releases you from the bondage you experience throughout the week. Freedom from the slavery that you experience during the week. Release of the weight that you have carried during the week. Freedom that is given by Christ that you can find nowhere else in the world. No other word sets you free like Christ's forgiveness proclaimed to you by the Holy Spirit's preacher. And this forgiveness leads to resurrection and life eternal. And so you hear, in the name of Jesus Christ, I declare to you the entire forgiveness of your sin. The Holy Spirit sends you an actual flesh and blood preacher to tell you specifically, particularly in the present tense, I declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sin. And since Christ's forgiveness also gives you new life and life eternal, you then say, Amen. And in the name of Jesus, Amen. Amen.